Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Aloha no aloha kako, I'm Billy V, and this is Island Beat. Love has truly been good to me. Not even once a day, a minute have I had since you come my way. From the Digital Center here at Hawaii News Now, we get a chance to talk to one of the smoothest singers in Hawaii music. It is Josh Tatofi. Bro, how are you? What's up, man? Good, good, good. Blessed. Nice to have you here on the show. You just came back from being on tour. Um, but before we get into that, talk about your 2022. What was that like for you? Um, it was a whirlwind of things. You know, I think uh, everyone... Uh, it's picking back up you know full pace um maybe even faster than before covid um but it was good man um we went back to japan um i think at the end of the year uh i got to open for babyface that was crazy that was wild that was and that has it's to be it's weird a to dream say. for you yeah yeah no yeah it, describe that dream what was that like yeah you, you um, walk into there you get to meet him for the first time what was that yeah like? um you know, it's not it's not really something you you know plan, I guess, to to, to do. You know, and uh, no, we were uh, super stoked for the opportunity, and um, no, it was great. It was great. Even after the show, man, the the, the legend, man, he's so humble and uh, he's so down to earth. And um, he actually came out to watch the set, which was wild. What was that like to that very first meeting with him? Were you already sitting? Did he walk into the room? What happened? Um, no. So he uh, for the meeting greet, he, it was just him inside the room by himself yeah walked inside there and um you know i was just in complete shock you know um not only because of who he is as, as a person but just the umbrella right that he has made for so much different artists and and you know he, how much he pioneered you know so i was looking at him as like a whole as just uh everything he has done for just the music industry itself so it was it was wild what was the conversation like? What did you What did you say? Well, you know, when I when I went in there, he was like, "Hey, man, you know, no one comes out singing Luther Vandross," and so I had to come out and watch. You know, and I was just, I was just so. Um, I, I mean, I, I didn't even know what to say. Honestly, I, I was just like, I just wanted to take in everything that he was saying and just like his energy you know and um and his vibe and just to be in the same room as this guy i was just soaking it all up man i, I didn't say much I, I just said thank you and and um you know thanks for it because um you know not a lot of people know but there was actually a whole like um process vetting process yeah like he had to go through my whole catalog uh, my social media what i stood for the content um He's real picky. You know, he obviously doesn't need a opener either, you know. So it was like about a month and a half just waiting, like, if it's a yes or no, you know. Uh, we were working with Ray Jr., and he's like, Brad, we turned in everything they asked for. And at this point, it's just if it's a yes or no from them. And But that means by the time a month and a half went by, he really knew who Josh Tatofi was then. 
I don't know if he really knew, but he definitely knew of at that point, you know, um, again. And I also understand from his point of view, too. Like, he wants to make sure the opener matches the vibe, um, you know, singing the correct tunes and leading up into into his set, you know, which is really, really cool. I guess I, I think as even for, like, a lead artist, I don't really pay attention too much on who, I guess, who sings before me, I guess. And... And uh, that's another aspect to really take into consideration. Like, the whole show has to be, you know, one way. Especially if you come to Hawaii, obviously he probably doesn't know a lot of local artists or what's happening down here, you know. So even more, he wanted to kind of like siphon what's going on before he goes on, you know. So yeah. So when we when we got the green light with him saying, yeah, um, yeah, man, let's let's do it. I was just like, what? In the world? How did you feel about the whole process at the end of it? You know, your performance, what he saw, and what you think he walked away with, and what um, you walked away with. I think, I think he, I, I definitely knew that he walked away from Hawaii shocked, knowing that um, we get down down here, you know, with the R&B music, you know, because anyone from outside thinking, you know, Hawaiian music, of course, we're in Hawaii. You know, they don't know. Um, a lot of people are even shocked how big the reggae influence is here as well with the island reggae. So I think um, I think also flattered. I think he was also flattered um, of how we pursue the R&B music because, you know, like that night, I think we put in Luther Vandross and we put in um, like Teddy Pendergrass. I think we put like a Barry White song inside there. So, you know, him, you know, and, and where the level he's at and where he's come from, so for him to hear that in Hawaii, he's, you know, I would just imagine that he's like, wow, that's, that's what's going down down there, you know, that's, that's what's happening over here, you know, like, so um, I think, I think he had a good time. Again, it's crazy that he even came down to watch the show because most times they, they don't, they really just like prep for their show and get ready and do their, um, you know, pre-show rituals and whatnot. So he kind of, he came down in a hoodie and watched the show. And I think uh, he told me it was the, the opening with the Luther Vandross because we opened up with Always and Forever. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's one of those songs. It's almost like if a Hawaiian artist comes out and they just come out singing Kelly Red Shells, like, wait a minute. Like, you know, there's some songs that you don't, you just don't come out singing, you know, and um, I think that's really what, what got him. That's awesome. Um, moment of a lifetime, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was more nervous for that show than, than this coming one. <laughs> Looks like we made it Look how far we've come, my baby. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the coming one. Yeah. You know, um, you're at Blaisdell. I'm at Blaisdell, yeah. How do you feel about that? That man? is wild. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, why? Why are we? <laughs> why? What are we doing over there? <laughs> you know, and my dad was like, no, son, you know, take it in. And, you know, for those that don't know, you know, dad played for Capenna, right, for 30 years. And, son, take it in. You know, I'm just like, I, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's not, again, it's another goal. That um, you know, we really don't set, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna play the Blaisdell, you know, it's not. I guess not from where I'm coming from, you know, um, and I came from the time of you know where Tom Moffat was doing a lot of Blaisdell, right? And um, we had, um, it was almost like a thing where almost like local artists didn't really play at the Blaisdell, like it wasn't a thing, it wasn't really, I guess, I don't think we weren't like not like allowed. It was just more like we our vibe was Waikiki shell. You know, mm. with the grass and the family and bring the mats and 
that's just kind of our, our vibe. Only as of recent, we started really taking local acts there. And, and, and it's been such a beautiful thing. That's so great because, you know, the Blaze has been there forever. So, yep. you know, um, Glenn Maoli uh, just yep. played there. Two Little small long. shows. Um, two more as a comedian there. Um, of course, we had the historic Augie T out there on Blaisdell. You know, there was just a few locals. It was like our, you know, Apollo Theater, I guess. So it was just a, a few selected, you know, back in the day. And now um, I feel like the opportunity has got a little bit wider, you know, for, for locals to perform there. So, you know. Well, not only that, but also, I mean, it's like it's now I think that the number of venues that are available to local artists is is down i mean it's yeah it's no kind of tight for sure for sure uh waikiki has definitely become of course it's a more uh tourist spot but even um you know i remember my dad guys playing at like tiki's every saturday you know there wasn't a lot of there's not a lot of full bands playing all the time in waikiki you know um, a lot more acoustic vibe which is you know i think we're just all moving with the times you know and unfortunately that kind of takes away a lot of the local band uh, venues, you know. Um, of course, uh, we have uh, Moanis, you know, they uh, they do a, a tremendous job supporting local with the full bands and trying International to- Marketplace? Yeah, International Marketplace, you know. Uh, but before, you know, you could really scale between 200 and 15,000 people. Right. Now it's like, okay, if we're, if we're gonna go from 100 to 300 a tier, but if it's like a thousand to two thousand, it's here. There's no really like this. And if you're above two thousand, then you're at Blaisdell yeah. Concert Hall or Arena. Exactly. So it's like, and then next, you know, we're, we're trying to like makeshift places to make it work, you know. And I think that's really what it is. But I, you know, I, I think that's kind of great that um, you know you're either here, middle, or and it kind of like makes you work towards whatever you, exactly you're trying to do. Josh Tatofi opening the new Aloha Stadium. You know, I, right? I, you, gotta, wow. you gotta aim for those. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. That, and that's what this Blazedow thing has been kind of doing for me. It's like, wow, guys, like, you guys, we all live up the street, man. Like, we all live, we all live right here, you know. So to perform at such a, you know, iconic and legendary place, you know. Okay, so give me the lowdown. Give everybody the lowdown on the show. Yep, February 14, uh, Tuesday. We have brother Josh Kahula and Nuff said from Maui um, opening up the show. Uh, he's one of my one of my good friends, so I, I can't wait for him to perform too. You know, it's been a while. Nice to him to have him there. So uh, we'll have like a little photo station, and it's just gonna be such a good time over there, man. Just uh, you know, just it's a Tuesday. That's wild. That's crazy. It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else on the show? Um, yes, I actually have uh, my dad, um, Tiva from Capella, coming to do a few songs. And we have Auntie Sister Roby joining us as well nice. so, for some uh, throwback jams. Hey, good morning, beautiful. Did you have a good sleep last night? You just returned home from Australia, Aotearoa. What is the state of Hawaii music in other places like Polynesia and thereabouts. You know, that was mad, man. Uh, that tour was absolutely, it was supposed to be a tour that I kind of just go feel it out. It was supposed to be a feel it out. It was supposed to be a feel it out tour. And um, I posted last year in July that I was going to come out and I wasn't going to work with any specific promoter 
or anything. I was just going to throw it myself and just go out and, uh, you know, perform a couple of shows for a couple hundred people. But when I, I think posted, you just you just do that and that'd be it, right? I that's what I thought. And start that'd be the start of the building yeah, blocks. Yeah, you know, see where we are. Right. You know, just see where we are. You know, if it, if it sells out at two hundred, cool, man. If it doesn't, then okay, we have some stuff to work on. You know, some. Okay, so what really happened? So I posted in July that I was going to come out, and my um, social media immediately like overflowed, flooded. I think I had like, I think I had like six thousand comments, and I was like, oh man, this is. This is bad. Okay, you're overflowing the venue. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. I here. thought, oh, this is so bad. They're gonna be so pissed if I, if I bring a venue of 200 people. They're gonna be like, so um, so Fiji, Fiji calls me up. He goes, who who's taking you out there? And I was like, oh, I don't know, Unks. I was just gonna do a couple shows. He's like, Naf, you, you you can't, like you can't just do a show of 200 people. Are you are you crazy? Here, I'll link you up with someone, talk stories with him, and then go from there. Which uh, brought me to uh, my Pacific Cast family. His name is Julius, and he owns Pacific Cast. Um, and he mainly does uh, rugby mm. for like Toa Samoa and Matamatonga. But uh, when Fiji told him, hey, help my nephew out, get him set up in Australia, New Zealand, um, you know, he took me under his wing and set up these shows. And it, even he, too. We, uh, we, we did the venues for like 700. And I was already getting cold feet. I'm like, oh, 700 is a lot, man. Like, for two shows, we were supposed to do one show in Australia, one show in New Zealand. Long story short, the tickets for both venues sell out in like an hour, I think so. And so he calls me, he goes, bro, you sold out the show. I'm like, but why? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what do you Who mean? Who else is playing? He's like, what, why? What, why? What's going on? You know, I'm like, why? What's going on? He's like, you tell me. Because he, he didn't really know either. He just knew of that I was, you know, Fiji's nephew, and he wanted to help out. So we're both learning at this point. And then it ended up being um, six shows total, three shows in New Zealand and three shows in Australia. Um, and I think each venue was around 1,200. We ended up having to expand um, and, and Auckland sold out so fast that we ended up uh, doing a second show. And um, that, the second show sold out in about an hour or two. But we didn't have enough time to... I, I reckon we probably could have done like two more shows, I think so. But we just we, we couldn't do the time. But then uh, that's when I, I had to kind of pull the trigger on, hey, man, let's just do these shows, and that's good. You know, mm -hmm. whoever, whoever didn't get the tickets, man, you know, um, hopefully that builds up hype for next year. And... Right. We'll get a bigger venue next year. But um, if we do these shows, it'd be great. So all six shows were sold out. We did Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, and Australia. And we did two Auckland and one Wellington in New Zealand. Okay, and now I can understand Aotearoa. But Australia, so does that mean that the music of Hawaii, or is it just Josh Tutofi music that is just bridged across and they're all familiar with it? Or um, what's your vibe? I think definitely with... Um, Hawaii has the, has the biggest impact to do with it. I think it was a, uh, I think it's the it's the whole thing as a whole. Being that um, uh, Tongan Samoan, um, the fact that I'm seeing Hawaiian music coming from Hawaii, I think it's just like this big ball of like things that I guess that are being presented from Hawaii that's different. Um, I also set up the venues that it, it to to be sit down, which is which is not a thing uh, for our people. You know, um, islanders out there want to be up and dancing and so on and so Against forth. Against the rail. Yeah, exactly. The front, all that whole in thing. The mosh pit. But when I so when we first built the venues and I told them, hey, check this out, man. I don't want that. And um promoter's like, wait, wait, what, what do you want? He's like, I want sit I want them to sit down. 
I want to feel that vibe. He's like, Josh, are you wild? Like, you're going to make these guys sit down. And I'm like, it, it's, I know it's crazy, but I, that's what I want to do. That's the feel I want to have. You know, I want to I feel like I'm at Blue Note around the world. Like, that's the feeling that I have with my set. That's just the element that I love to sing in. That's the vibe you have with your that's audience. Just, yeah, just the vibe I have with my audience. And it worked out, actually worked out really well for us. Um, especially being that we did six sold-out shows with no fights and no craziness. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, when you have your own seat, it kind of gives you, like, your own little space um, with your other half, even if you're sitting next to someone else. You know, when you're standing and kind of just, like, pushing against each other, you know, those kind of things with alcohol involved and so on and so forth. There's so much elements. Of course, at the end of the day, you know, we should just be adults. But, you know, when we bring them down to, like, sit down and when you talk, you know, it lets them relax, I guess. I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel. Okay, so, you know, with... The R&B stuff that you do, I can imagine that crosses boundaries. What was it like when you sang Hawaiian music for Australians? Aotearoa, I'm, I'm getting it that they would embrace that because they are. Yeah. But Australia? They were wild. They sang, I, I stopped singing Puakele because they overtook the sound. <laughs> I, stopped singing, I stopped singing it because I couldn't hear myself at that point. And it was the most wild thing. It, took, it actually took a, a lot um, to take in. You know, I went back to the hotel, and I'm just kind of, like, staring off, and the, the boys are like, what's going on? I'm like, guys, it's, 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 it's one thing to already have a couple known Hawaiian songs in, just in general. And then to go to another country, and they sing it that way, back to you you know you don't uh, you don't you don't prep for that kind of thing when we sing it here of course you know it's kind of expected a little bit oh, we're yeah. in we're in hawaii you know we have the hula world is proud alive and well and proud. oh yeah and um but you know and you know um, hawaiian music is a is on a little scope you know compared to r&b music right you know so if i go out there and sing r&b song if I sing like "Perfect to Me" and the island reggae stuff, and they sing it back, it's like, cool. That's that's wild. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've seen I kind of seen that show before a little bit. You know, but when you hear Hawaiian music sing back to you from people that do Te Reo Maori or speak Samoan or speak Tongan, like I'm telling you, I'm looking at like these huge Tongan and Samoans and and like Kiwis and and they're yelling back Puakele to me. <laughs> That is something I'm just like, because you can't, um, you can't market it, right? Right. Either you love it or you or you don't love it. And the way that they received it was, um, I think it's the fact that, um, you know, Hawaii is not somewhere everywhere go everyone goes from Australia to New Zealand, you know. So for us to bring it there and then you know to hear it like how we sing it, you know, it the whole thing is crazy. Um, I believe I had it on my social media where I think in Wellington. They're singing Puakele, and there is, I think, uh, someone that's doing a kahel, and I'm like, man, she's kaheling the, the, the verses, and they're just singing loud and proud, and I think that was probably the most, that's probably my most happiest moment, I think so, um, was hearing them sing Olala Hawaii back to me, and just looking at the boys, and they're just like, that is wild, I'm like, so they love it. 
Well, not only that, but also I, I got to think that the, the you winning the Polynesian Award, the award that you received uh, for music in the South Pacific, right? Mm. That, that also has to play a, a part in it, too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's quite evident that me and the boys are, you know, tongue and Samoan, right? Um, so we are, uh, our shell, I guess, is, looks a little bit different than the rest of the Hawaiian music singers, you know? And, um, but, and I think that's their connection visually, you know, um, so when they hear the Hawaiian music, it, like they they receive it differently than how we receive it here. I guess you could say, you know, like like um, we have a lot of people that we get to look up to. Uh, you know, we know Robert Casamero, Kona Torres Kahele, Kelly Rachel, all the two, Linda Machado, um, Johnny Almeida. You know, um, we know the history here. Right. So for them, for them, they might not know of them quite. You know, but when they see us, it's like. Hey, that guy looks like me. You know that he, his big Polynesian There's, guy. Yeah. You know, so I think that's their similarity visually. But then the difference is, I think when we sing the Hawaiian music to them, it's like, oh wow, this is some great stuff. This is what they're singing back in Hawaii. Like this is what's happening with Hawaiian music. And so I think for them, it's like they're also learning more and more of Hawaiian music and our culture, especially with the way social media and stuff works nowadays. Twenty twenty three. What are you looking forward to? Twenty twenty three. I'm gonna release some more music this year. Woohoo! Yeah, I definitely gotta release some more music this year. Uh, some brand new Hawaiian music. Um, I think it's time to uh, write a a Tongan and Samoan love song. How I wanna sing it. My dad's been begging me to do it for like years now, and when I told him I'm gonna do it this year, he's like, yes. You know, he's literally been asking me to do it since like since I was twelve. You know. That's awesome. So I think just uh, like a love collection of like the South Pacific. I think I just want to do like South Pacific love songs, you know, of just all across. I just want to, I want to tie them together. You know, I just want to put them together. I just want to put a, a, a CD where you listen to a Hawaiian song, Samoan song, a Tongan song, a Maori song, whatever it is, Fijian love song on the same platform. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's such a cool thing to do, I guess. Okay. Pulling Polynesia together. Uniting people, bringing people together, whether it's in a hundred-person venue or a thousand, or even more than that. Yeah, you know what's one thing, you know, Billy, too, on this tour was that we're a lot more alike than different. You know, I sang um, one of their favorite songs, a cover that I did from Vika, that was that was actually made famous here in Hawaii, uh, Pualena. Yes, I remember right? it. We played it right, and um, when I sang it out there. It was like I'm. T I'm telling you, man. I'm, and in the beginning of the show, I even said like, "Hey, all my fellas out here, I know we gotta be those strong Polynesian. Go get them. Work every single day. Gotta be tough guy every single day. I know we gotta be those guys every single day. Tonight, I want all that out. I want everyone to bring their heart onto their sleeve. I want you guys to sing along with me. I want you guys to cry with, laugh with." And go out with these memories, and tomorrow we can go back to being those tough guys. And I promise, when I sing Puelena, there's a part where it goes, um, um, "Living my life without you." <laughs> I look out to the crowd, and these guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling, they they have like the face tattoos. These guys are like six four, and they're singing their hearts out more than the women. 
you know and um and I love that man you know I love that you know we've we've taken on this thing that not taken on but we are our warriors you know Pacific Islands are warriors um, but at the same time, I know a lot of us are listening to slow jams by ourselves. You know what I mean? We don't really listen to it in front of our folks or whatever. You don't want to be weak or soft, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I kind of try to take the show and utilize it and let them know, like, hey, man, tonight we, all, we, we are all mush tonight. We are all love song singers tonight. You know, we have no weak sides in us. And, you know, to see them come out and sing those songs with me, you know, ins- re-inspired me um, to make... Um, to rewrite songs and to record more songs because, you know, at the end of, again, we are a lot more alike than different, you know, and that's kind of what I'm I'm writing with this year and I'm going to try, you know, we're going to sing some love songs together, man. Do me a favor. Sing a little bit of Poor Lena for me. Poolena, you're so beautiful. God knows I love you. Yeah, you're all I need. Poolena, take my breath away. Poolena, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Sing me a little bit of Pukiele. Mohala mai kapua ikala Ola noho kaina ikaua Yeah. Ah. You're still smooth. You're just... Try to, man. It's kind of early. It's kind of early right now. I know. 924 right now. Josh Jatofi, <laughs> thank you for spending some time with us in the Digital Center. Oh, and really? Much continued success. Really like where you're going and just bringing people together because that's what music's about. Definitely. And that's you have a unique way of doing it that, <laughs> that makes people just. Thanks, man. The, the, the fans definitely allow me to, to be this guy, you know, myself. They, they definitely allow me to just be myself all the time, which I'm super, super blessed. Cause it's so amazing, amazing And I can stay forever, forever I will leave you never, never Mahalo for listening to Island Beat. You can listen to any of these shows anytime and anywhere you go. Head to hawaiinewsnow.com slash podcasts. Mahalo mapono, aloha, ahoi ho. Aloha.